is Thursday, October 8th, 2020. You are listening to the Tanaka Cast, your look at baseball through the lens of Masahiro Tanaka's starts. I'm your host, Dan, and I'm joined by Barra. Hey, everyone. It is a, it is a dark day. Dark day indeed. The Yankees on the verge of elimination playing a game tonight to either keep going or seal their fate on the strange COVID season. But we are going to start by, of course, as always, talking about Masahiro Tanaka's start last night and what happened. So without further ado, Bear, I'll turn it over to you if you want to take fr- it away. It was a frustrating start, although honestly, I think the most frustrating thing about the start is just that uh, it's just like the fuel it gave to Tanaka haters. There's always a subsection of the Yankees fandom because the Yankees fandom has assholes like any other fandom, excuse my language, who um, who don't like our boy and also just like say he's overrated, the playoff thing exists, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he had a bad start. It also was a bad start that is, uh, you know, Tanaka sometimes is off. He was, he was off in this one. Uh, you could unfortunately, I think, see it from the first inning when he gets these two sweet strikeouts, and then, you know, he there's a the, then there's a there's a single that's that's given up, which you know happens, but uh, defense could put the way. And then there's a hard hit fly ball that Aaron Judge gets at the wall, and that was when it's like, oh, there he might not have his stuff. Gives up three singles in the second, one out. That's fine. Uh, another uh, another zero a zero spot in the third. Although again, people keep on getting on base, and the thing about Tanaka is is that when he's on, people are not get, people do not regularly get on base against him. Uh, he's fit, and uh, he just was not inducing. Essentially, people get got bad on ball, and I also do think that there could have been some defensive things that could save. There were no egregious errors, but like. Uh, but in general, people were getting bad on ball, and they were, net, and they were resulting in hits as opposed to uh, outs on the base paths, which is when he's on, people get the bat on the ball, and they just like ground out, ground out, pop out, you know, easy fly out. It was not happening. Uh, fourth inning comes around, and then like the big play of the game from the Tanaka perspective is is that he uh, gives up a single, and then. And it was actually, I believe, a single to the show based off the shift. Um, and then what ends up happening is, is that three-two pitch. Uh, what could have been, what could have been, and a lot of people are saying should have been strike him out, throw him out, double play, because runner went on three-two, and then Kalhigashioka just like liner sniped him, wasn't close. Uh, that was called a ball. And then he, Kevin Kiermeyer, who's owned Tanaka, unfortunately, hits a home run, three-run shot. Screws his stuff over, and then fifth inning comes around, and Rosarina, who's just owned the whole Yankee staff, just like shot, shoots a shot and uh, home run. Tanaka leaves. Uh, it's five one. Beginning of the fourth inning, the Yankees end up losing eight to two. It was once again not the prettiest day from the not the prettiest day from the bullpen, but. The flip side of it, to Tank did not have his stuff. If that's if his last, if his last start with the Yanks is him hanging something ugly and getting getting hit into the stands, he's that that will be of course that will be of course sad. A lot of baseball to play. Also, 
you know, there's as we've discussed, there's a number of reasons why the Yanks would want to keep Tanaka around, and I think he wants to stay. Um, I still have hope for the, that reunion. We'll, we'll talk about on this into the future, but it was a it was ugly. Uh, well, I'll also say about in terms of the ugly game though is is that the Rays are good and they were fucking hitting everybody, um, and they hit everybody, and uh, they were also. They go. Uh, they were also hitting though in the in the loss of the game before. We'll we'll talk about that. Even in Cole's two three win, still got three hits at three runs off of Cole, over six frames. You know, quality, quality start Garrett Cole, of course, but still, you know, like the Rays know how to fucking hit, and the Yankees have not been super bad with their hitting, but they sh- they could and should have been able to win that game with their bats. They did it game two with their bats. They did not. This game, that's a lot bigger of a hole, but they just weren't. Aside from Giancarlo Stanton, who's just becoming a machine in this lineup, uh, a lot of the big boy hitters just have not been been have not been performing these last two games. So, uh, yeah, that Darren, was my could... breakdown of this game. What were your thoughts, Dan? Well, you just hit on something that I never really thought about, mm-hmm. is do you think that the modern analytic-driven baseball punishes pitchers who throw more for balls in play versus strikeouts because if you are maybe maybe your analytics would tell you to not shift if that was the case like if Tanaka for example who is somebody who often puts balls into play mm-hmm. with his pitches was on the mound you'd probably shift your players appropriately but I'm just curious your thoughts on that I'm not sure I don't dive into enough of the analytics or how much the teams are responding in either way but Intuitively, I could imagine that the analytics can hurt a player more like Tanaka. With that, yes, you probably are shifting in the way that this guy's going to hit off of him. But, you know, baseball players are good players. And if they see an opening, fighting the shit, like beating the shift with your bat, is something that you've been seeing a lot this year. Now, granted, it may also be because the radio broadcast I deal with. Um, which my girlfriend points out is just these two old people that, you do, <laughs> that are just like open side touch, which, you know, I love you, John Sterling and Susan DeWald, and I appreciate that on this, but like, so they complain about the shift all the time. It's like, why the person, like, you know, I think, yeah. I, I assume that Boston Sports Radio probably also complains about the shift as well. It's like, it's a, mm. but maybe not. Maybe it's just John and Sterling's pet peeves. I mean, John, I don't know how old Susan is, but John's in his 80s. Uh, but he's the one who complains about I, the most. <laughs> I mean, yes, old yeah. people complain about the analytics and the data stuff because to them it's more about the emotion mm-hmm. and the intangibles, I think, than it is about the the data. Yeah. But in my opinion, as somebody who is a millennial and mm-hmm. loves data <laughs> <laughs> to a degree, not when it's predatory, um, cough, social media, cough, <laughs> but when it's just saying, okay, we have all these numbers and people are hitting, you know, 80% of the time this person is hitting in this area. Let's put somebody there. I don't think there's anything wrong with wrong with that. I was just, I'm just thinking about it from the perspective of if the ch- chances are greater that you're going to put a ball in play, w- wonder how they, how they uh, you know, approach something like that versus somebody like a, like a, a Cole or a, um, Kershaw or something like that. but Yeah, anyway. I think the balls in play situation probably does punch people. Although, again, Dallas Keuchel, who is one of the kings of, like, you're hitting his pitches and they're just garbage. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, stuff. He had a great year this year. Um, although, to be fair, Tanaka also did not have a bad year either. Especially when you factor in, like, a year, what, this was the year of him being hit in the in the head with the Giancarlo stand in line drive. Do you think his value starts to diminish a little bit with a couple of these starts in the postseason? I think... I think even that, if it shouldn't? I think it does, even though it shouldn't. Um, I think that it definitely makes a bigger case for offering him less money than I think he's worth. I think it makes a case for him offering him less of a deal than he's worth. I do think that, that this is... an. In many ways, I hope that this doesn't happen because I hope that the Yankees organization is better to him and he is also, if they are, better to himself. But I could totally see if this campaign ends up ending here, um, them giving him a not so good, like less of an offer than he's worth. But as long as it doesn't like lock him in for a while, except I could see him taking less of an offer because he feels like crap um, and wants to redeem himself. I don't think he has to do that. I don't think he should do that. I think they should give him a fair offer, and I think he should take whatever offer he feels is best for himself, his legacy, his family. Uh, you know, I mean, listen, like, Masato Tanaka is my age. Uh, he's a little younger than me. He's about to turn 32. He's basically in the... Pro- you know, he's going to be fine with money the rest of his life. But, you know, still, this is someone who's essentially, like, his career will end even under the best of circumstances in about 10 years, mm-hmm. good chance it'll end in five years, you know, like, yes, you are entitled, he's entitled to any and all amount of money he can get, especially since, you know, when baseball teams save on players, it just goes into the freaking pocketbooks of billionaires. So yeah, no, T- tank get this money, but I can totally see this coming into a situation where it causes the Yankees to offer him a lower paid two year deal. And he takes it for either pride reasons or because he's feeling shitty, etc. Um, or maybe his agent doesn't allow him to do that, or maybe he does. But I can, I can see that this that, uh, this is diminishment. Although the flip side of it is, is that you know Boone and the catcher Kyle Higashioka, like you know, people were not shitting on him from the team. I think he's, I think in many ways because he is such a respected part of it, and I think a lot of, I think if he's brought back, it's going to be a combination of two things, which I think have been unchanged. One that he is like a, one of these clubhouse rocks who can mentor a lot of these younger players so pitchers coming up and two that he does have consistency that was shown in the regular season campaign and you know this was a bad start uh and i think that this will be seen as a bad start i don't think the same is going to be seen for the cleveland game because uh was yeah um so th- that's my thought process what's your thought process on that day well i want to one of the reasons I think that he's almost safe is because even in this situation with him being a member of the the Yankees, Aaron uh, Boone felt that the best play for game two of the series was to get cute, as you put it before we started recording. Yeah, and put out put out a, a crew of of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that also would that that pro- I hadn't thought of it that way. But I think Boone having this faith in him uh, 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 w- would be... Uh, sorry, what's saying? Um, uh, yeah. I think Boone having that faith in him uh, to, start, to start game three essentially as the nail in the coffin uh, and or the stopper 
does point to that at least from Boone's end, who's Boone said he wants him to be back, really puts it, you know, really goes to that like the Yankees are interested in a reunion. They're interested in ke- they're interested in keeping him. They're interested in keeping him around. Uh, and you know, also, I mean, let's be real here: the Yankees aren't a sentiment-based team at this point. At this point, they are based off analytics. So obviously, their charts and such show that like, right. hey, Masahiro Tanaka is is a good play in there. It didn't work at this. It did not work this time. But yeah, they did decide to put him in that high leverage situation. Oh, go. Yep. On. And even beyond that situation itself, just the fact that within your first three pitching outings in a series, you have your ace, Garrett Cole, you have Tanaka, and then you just have this melting pot. Like, I think that tells you a lot about what their personnel situation is and what, what they might want to do and carry forward. No, uh, for, for sure. I mean, like, the fact of the matter is, even if they grab another person and such, like, it's... Uh, you know they don't necessarily have you know like there is something to be said if you were looking to compete with champ for championships for years which is what the yankees are doing about having a strong number three and or number two and even if tank is demoted to number two depending on how well louis severino does or domingo whether they want to keep with domingo herman or not it's like a people come back at different levels of strength from Tommy John surgery. B Luis Severino can be wild. C you know like the Herman stuff. I don't know if the Yankees cut ties with him or not because of the domestic violence stuff. I mean it's my understanding that it all started because Joe Torre saw him hit his girlfriend in front of him. That's why it was such a stiff penalty that happened. And Torre's not a member. He works for all of baseball, but you know he's still like a legend and big in the Yankees clubhouse. And it's just like. You know, I don't know if the Yankees want to deal with that or not. Um, and even if they do, you know, like Herman has not pitched all, oh, has not pitched for an entire year. Uh, people do not always come back as strong as they are after being that, that, that cold for that long, and especially going through, I'm sure, like the mental stuff. And I'm not feeling sorry for Domingo Herman. It's just like, there is no, there's nothing guaranteed, as you said, within the current Yankee staff. And Tanaka, even getting a freaking ball to the head, has been the epitome of consistency. Okay. We've talked a lot about the uh, the, the defense. Let's talk a little bit, a bit about the offense, particularly um, Giancarlo Stanton and what he's been doing for the Yankees. I mean, I'll admit that for a while I have been someone who's kind of been down on Giancarlo Stanton. I didn't think it would, I thought it was signing, signing him was not necessarily something that the team needed. And then, you know, he has been kind of lackluster this postseason though. He's been great. And not just because he's been hitting massive home runs, which I know you want to talk about one of them. Uh, he's also had good plate discipline. The guy has been getting walks. The guy has been, uh, the, the, the guy has been really has been really consistent. Like he has crushed balls, and he's also stayed away from bad, shitty pitches. Uh, and you know that's what you want out of a guy. It, it, and when you get both of those things together, that's fantastic. It's exciting. Uh, he has been dynamic when it comes to uh, when it comes to the Yankees' offense. So uh, I, I think that that's been that's been great. Uh, there was a power display when Cole started. And unfortunately, they're just, they could not tie it. They had their chances in games two and three, but they could not, they couldn't pull ahead in game two. They couldn't keep up in game three. I mean, a crucial thing is Luke Voigt's at the plate. 
Um, and there's been a lot of talk about he's up 3-0 and like there's two borderline pitches before he grounds out. But like flip side of that, you know, you can't you can't necessarily rely on your eyes or the ump. And you're up 3-0. Like, I mean, yeah, Luke Voigt's the home run champ. So ideally he puts it in the seats. But like slap a fucking single. You know, get to get to get to get two more runs on the board. At that point, the game was tied. Momentum shift would have been huge. Um, that's before Tank gives up the home run. Who knows what the heck happens there? Uh, but that's me as a as a Yankees fan, and so and also and you know watching it from my perspective. You know, what do you what have you seen when you've seen this this Yanks team this series? Well, this series the offense just hasn't been there, and I'm looking at the stats to back up what my eyes have told me now granted i haven't watched every single moment of each of these games but the when you look at people like aaron judge luke voigt like they're not they're just not hitting the ball very well um and you'd like to see that change <laughs> yeah no i mean void in particular void and judge in particular i mean those are i mean judge is a judge is a power guy who can also hit for average when he's at his best Luke Voigt was the dynamo of the offense this year when the Yankee well, for for the Yankees, uh, and even uh, even Alamehu, yeah, yeah, hasn't been hasn't been great. I mean, he's he's fared better than the others, but not by much. What's their Charlotte's numbers looking like in this season? Uh, in this uh, series, in this series, let's take a look. He is. He's pretty bad too. Mm. Uh, he's walked. Now this is just what these numbers are telling me. There might be other things going on here, but it looks like he's walked once, but otherwise he has no hits on the series. Yeah, that's brutal. And Rochelle yep. is another one of those like mm-hmm. offensive key components. Hicks has been getting on base a lot, mm-hmm. uh, so I think Aaron Hicks. I believe the numbers will pr- prove out that Aaron Hicks has been doing well. But oh yeah, yeah, he's been great. He's been getting walked a lot because I'm also looking at walks here, yeah. and even most of those guys I just mentioned aren't even getting walked. Yeah, they're just. They're just not. They're just not getting. <laughs> now, how many walks does Stanton have at this point? Uh, the series Stanton has zero. Hmm. I, mean, I was just He's thinking a lot about of hits, like, the crucial. Yeah, I was just thinking maybe about that crucial walk in that last game against Cleveland. But uh, but yeah, no, his uh, he's been hitting, which has been fantastic. Yeah, he hasn't had the walk. He's been hitting everything. Out exactly. Of the park. Why walk when I can just <laughs> plop you in the fucking seats? Yeah, that hit. What was it off of uh, Glasnow? Like that, 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 that blast was out of this world. Like that's one of those. Like that's one of those shots. Like that, that's like up there with when I saw Ortiz hit one over the monster. You know, in person. It's like just, just like the, this monstrous, <laughs> just this I, monstrous slap. Ortiz's last season, I saw him hit a home run. It was incredible. I yeah. then also saw him almost hit another home run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the guy is stupid. The, the guy's power is just insane. Uh, this, is, uh, this, this one was 118 miles per hour, 460 feet. <laughs> did, he ever hit, did, did he ever hit a ball out of the stadium? Who? Ortiz. Yeah, well, I guess it's the the stadium's tiny, so of course that. that yeah, that that's that's the problem. <laughs> it, if you can hit it, if you can hit it into left field, it's like <laughs> it, it, it's out of there a lot. <laughs> right, right, right. No, I was thinking more like Yankee Stadium, which never, no one ever. Yeah, hits I don't know. Um, according to my dad, baseball lore, Mickey Mantle um, would have hit a ball outside of Old Yankee Stadium, except to hit a billboard. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and it was going out. <laughs> Have you ever heard, like, the Mickey Mantle song? No. There's, like, this, this woman singing about how she loves Mickey, and it's great. It's full of, like, uh, it's full of innuendo. And, it's, uh, and Mickey's also saying, it's like, Mickey who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a ridiculous 1950s, uh, 1950s uh, uh, artifact. Uh, Amazing. It's wonderful. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, we want to talk. So I want to get your thoughts first on game two, though, because Tanaka was in the situation of a stopper where I think a lot of people, and I think the plan was to expect him to be there as the finishing move. You'd be right. like, okay, and the I, I think the idea was, okay, you don't want the young kid or J.A. Happ to be when the Yankees are up 2-0 to, uh, to, to blow it up. It's like, okay, 2-0, you do, do you have him do what he had against the Twins last year and just go, wreck face, be the winner. Uh, uh, be the winner. Um, instead, though, he was in this position of being a stopper, and uh, it's because they decided to burn two starting pitchers. So, yeah. What are your thoughts about the Davey Garcia into J.A. Happ into nothing works well move? That yeah, they did? I didn't understand. Like that. That's like a Tampa Bay move that they've been doing lately, and the Red Sox have now started adopting because of a Heim Bloom. Um. But. Of of like your your fifth man being just a cocktail of pitchers, although this in this case they were a couple starters that yeah. were pitching back to back, and in the playoffs, you know, you've seen stuff like that happen where you get a couple good innings out of a player, and then you put in another, or you have a starter come in and relieve, or things like that happen. But this one was strange to me because they didn't make the decision until after Cole won, correct? Like they waited until game one was in hand. Yes, they did not announce where Tanaka would be pitching until after Cole won. So I really don't get it. Now again, I'm not a I'm not a Yankees guy, so I could be missing something. But if it were me, with what I do know from this lovely season, talking talking with you about this, I would have put Tanaka in Game Two. Uh, to me, it's always important to get up early, and given his history in the playoffs, I would much sooner do something like that and then say okay we're up two games now we just have to find a way to win a third game and you know whether that's Garrett Cole in the fifth in game five or somebody else or some cocktail or whatever you want to do all we have to do is win one more game but I'm curious to get your thoughts on it actually I so here's the thing um, I think if they just gone with Davy Garcia, what they should have done is they should have just had Davy Garcia pitch game two, because yes, they then switch the lineup around. Kemba's gonna fuck the fucking switch the lineup around on you. It's what they do. It's what they can do. Um, that's what they're doing with Jordan Montgomery now. Tons of freaking righties on there. But just ride in with the kid. He has been very good this year. Uh, better than J.A. Happ? Uh, not necessarily, but he's has a higher he has a higher ceiling than J.A. Happ has a ceiling. And if you're going to try to figure out who's going to to get you that game, if you're then then I say like run with Davy Garcia and have a and, and have a leash on him. And you know he pitched one inning, gave up one homer. I would have just kept him in there yeah. until J.A. Ha- uh, until he got into trouble 
pro <laughs> and and uh, then depending on where that is, bring in your bullpen and try to win it out with your bullpen, or bring in J.A. Happ and try to like kill them in the second half. It's that it made no sense to not not give the kid a chance to gut it out. He's no like he's gotten this reputation as someone who's really gutsy, really strong, etc. I also think it was a big mistake not to use Davey Garcia's personal catcher on this. They wanted an extra bullpen person, so they put Eric Kratz out of this series. Eric Kratz is in his 40s. He's a delightful man. He literally, David Garcia's first start, where he essentially was electric, he, like, did this, like, I'm going to go play catch with my son! And yeah. David Garcia says they refer to him as Padre. Like, great connection there. Why do you, why are you messing around with that? Like, yeah. this is a 21-year-old kid on a huge stage. Give him someone who he's been played with, and the minors, who he likes, who he trusts, uh, and just work that connection. I just, like, have faith in Garcia, and I just also don't think that, like, J.A. Happ is a good... Like, I think J.A. Happ's fine. He had a good year this year. I don't think he's good enough to do that weird kind of hat trick. It's like, oh, now he's lights out. Now these left-hand hitters have to deal with J.A. Happ. Woo! No one's a fucking right. afraid of J.A. Happ. No one. He's fine. He should be pitching game four right now. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll do something similar tonight. I, I'm i very curious. They also have said that they are, wouldn't be surprised if they see Cole tonight. Um, I don't think that's the case. I think Cole is someone who they're saving. Who knows? Uh, I mean, that's what I would do. I would save him for game five. Masa mm-hmm. has done crazy shit before. I am curious whether Masa has asked Aaron Boone to let him do crazy shit tonight. Well, what's interesting is, you know, on that note, what's interesting is he didn't tweet anything. I know. I think he's really be. Remember, you know how I said like, oh, maybe he's going to accept below his value. I think he's really upset by this. Uh I think he really wants to stay. I also think that he doesn't know. I think he's driving crazy. I mean, honestly, if the Yankees really do want to bring Masahiro Tanaka back, and this is going to be a weird hot take. Okay, so are you ready for the weird hot take? I am, as I always. I think the weird hot take, if they survive this knock on wood and Tanaka's going to pitch in the ALCS, I think the best thing that they can do, period, for their chances is to go to Tanaka, give him a deal, ink the deal, and then announce it in the postseason. Or if they can't do that because of rules or whatever, just tell him, Masa, here's the money. You want to come back? And then I think, I honestly think that that will just make him happy. And he'll then just like, I can go, go and kill. I think he's that really upset by that, this idea that he might have to leave the Yankees. Sorry, my ears are on fire from that scorching hot take. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is that he hasn't tweeted, though. He's usually pretty active. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, tweet. But, but wait. No, no response to my scorching hot take, Dan. <laughs> Not really. I, 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 I don't think that's the case. <laughs> that's my response to that take. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I don't know that of any other of any other response though. It is interesting that he's being quiet. Is it a Yankees thing or is it a him thing? You know. I think it's is probably it a combined thing. I think he's upset right now. I do think he's upset with that start. Um, I think he's extremely upset with this by that start, and uh, yeah. You know, uh, we'll 
will we we will see what we will see what it, we we will see what happens. Uh, but yeah, this is a this is a this is a crucial game for, and I'm curious to see what the strategy is. When I refer to the Masa doing crazy stuff, and granted this was in Japan, and granted this was also the last game, so probably this doesn't happen. But when he won that that uh, championship with the Golden Eagles, you know he lost that game, and then the penultimate one, he came in as the closer. So in the ultimate game, the final game, he came in as the closer to shut it down. So, you know, it's pro that was a different tank. This is also the MLB. They're hoping to use him later on, but uh, when they get into the LCS, but we'll see. I this is about as much of an all hands on deck game as you get. So I'm very curious about how they manage it, and also you know how Jordan Mon Jordan Montgomery was not particularly good this year. He was embarrassing, but. He was not. He's not the guy you expected to be in the four-man rotation at this. You expected that it would be Hap for this game, uh, if he got to a game four, like the way it was yeah, laid. I think out. it's going to be a cocktail again. Yeah, I think they're going to try to cocktail it up, um, and we'll see. The one thing is, is that the Tampa Bay hitters are really, really good. Yeah, uh, there is no. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, I do want to look ahead. So, because Lord knows, like. Knock on wood, this won't be our last like discussion of a Tanaka start mm -hmm. this this season. But if it is, I I think it's bad. Saying something's bad for baseball if a team wins is kind of annoying. But I mean, looking ahead, it would be cool to see a Yankees Astros series. So, and I'm not discounting Oakland's chances either. I just think that's the most interesting scenario. And I just think Tampa Bay is just a really really solid team. That's why they're number one. Yes, and they have solid pitching and solid hitting. It's kind of boring and they're kind of a boring team nationally, probably, but just from, from a national interest perspective, but they, but you know, they're just a solid team. You know, they're going to let some runs go, but they're going to, and they're going to get some hits. They're, they're very, they, it's, they, they're, they're very well balanced in terms of national interest. Um, it is interesting that for whatever reason, Tampa Bay is not the Padres uh, in that, you know, the Padres are a small market team, but like they're exciting to watch yeah. uh, and they lean into it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, like I think that and I'm not convinced that if the Dodgers, uh, I'm not convinced that if the Dodgers don't pull this off, they're up ahead 2-0. But if, if, if the Padres come back and win... I don't think Padres in the World Series is going to be bad for baseball. I think that, you know they're like mm -hmm. they're cocky, they're fun. They have I agree. they they also have a number of players from other markets. Like I guarantee yep. you, Baltimore fans are going to want to walk, go tune in to watch Machado. I right. think you know. I mean, will will Boston fans tune in to to watch Mitchie Two Bags? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I mean, it does. The, the Padres do play the kind of baseball Agreed. that Boston fans like. So it's like I think there's. I just think Tatis bat flipping in the World Series sounds like great television. <laughs> no, I agreed, and, and I, I I would agree with that. I'd pr prefer to see the Dodgers for Mookie, but mm -hmm. but I would agree with that. I, I'm thinking more of the American League, and I just think if it's not Yankees Astros, it's kind of a snooze fest. But yeah, Tampa Bay Astros is not is kind of, is kind of snooze. Well, imagine imagine the opposite. Imagine Tampa Bay Oakland. Like who's watching that series? I don't know. Uh, Oakland fans, people who like the money, the movie Moneyball. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in that series, I'm, I'm not just for revenge purposes. I I got to root for the A's because yeah, yeah. it's like a, uh, you know, Brad okay, Moneyball dude finally make it making it happen. Um, what would what would be the most boring World Series in your opinion? This is all teams. All all teams. One team from obviously from each division makes it. What's the most boring World Series scenario oh. to you? I think we just have to use process of elimination here. Agreed. I I already did this because I was prepping the question, but so um, obviously you know, Red Sox because they are the Yankees' hated rival cannot be in a boring World Series. No, 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 no. I'm 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 talking about with with the teams that are left. Oh, with the standing. teams that are left yeah, yeah, standing. Sorry. Oh, okay. I thought it was overall everything. Nope. 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 Um, just hmm. the teams that are left standing right now. What's the most boring World Series? Uh, you don't have to worry about record either. Just pick any team, even if they're down two to Tampa nothing. Tampa Bay Braves. I. It's funny. That's the exact same. <laughs> that's the exact same answer. Maybe I had. just because we are both incredibly dirty Yankees, as in like yeah. from the north. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but yeah, no. Tampa Bay. Tampa. Bay, like, the funny thing is that technically, that's like, oh, it's. Young, uh, young players, a lot of homegrown talent, etc. It's like no, <laughs> no, no <man>. thanks, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> give me like Clayton Kershaw, slinging fire. Give me to give me to tease. Uh, yeah. Give me a, uh, you know, give, <laughs> you know, to give me the A's doing thing. I mean, even heck, even give me the freaking Astros in the World Series again is like ulti villains. Um, yeah. See, that's. That to me would be a, a really fun one. Like I, I think the brain wants to go for the most exciting wants to go Yankees Dodgers, but just, but I, I think the wild card most fun wild one would be Houston San Diego. <laughs> Houston San Diego would be insane. <laughs> I mean, also just because like, can you just imagine like the freaking flare on that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Although it was just. Here's the advantage of uh, if it ends up being if it was Dodgers Astros. Hear me out on this. Um, guess who gets to pitch in relief in that situation? Who? American hero Joe Kelly. Oh right, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Starts a fight in the World Series. By oh, thank. <laughs> Please, will it to happen? It's it's very possible right now. Will it to happen? Oh will no, happen? no, that's that, that's a highly possible that's a highly possible scenario. And yeah, no, at that point, just have Joe Kelly start a game. Joe Kelly starts <laughs> starts a game. One pitch, first pitch at the head. Brawl begins. <laughs> anyway yeah let's look ahead in the short term so obviously we have montgomery starting tonight for the yankees if we're thinking it might be a little bit of a cocktail what do you what do you think is the outcome of this game i I, pitching against something called ryan thompson oh i think this guy knock on wood i'm going with my heart here i think the yanks are gonna pull it off and it's gonna be a freaking crazy contest, but I think they turn it the fuck on. Um, and then, really, game five is going to come down to does Garrett Cole have it? Like, can yep. he do this on, can he be an ace on short rest? Yep. Uh, 
I will say one other thing that I thought was a mistake move that the Yankees did. I think Kyle, I am a big fan of Kyle Higashioka as a pe- mm-hmm. as a catcher. I like that he's getting more time. I like that he's Garrett Cole's personal catcher. I think that's great. Um, I think in the future they should keep Kratz as Davies' personal catcher and have Higashioka as Cole's, etc. Um, yeah. But I think even though he has struggled, I think they should have had Gary Sanchez catching Masahiro Tanaka. Mm. And that's not because I don't think that, that, that Higgy's good. And it's not that Higgy and Masa have not played together before, but I believe Sanchez and Tanaka have played longer together. They played more starts together, etc. Right. And Gary Sanchez, even though he has the possible thing, does not call very does not call bad games. I think in that stretch of situation, especially since uh, I don't uh, I don't think Higgy has caught any of Tanaka's playoff games whatsoever. I would just prefer Gary Sanchez calling the big game. Then I'm not even throwing his bat in there. I'm just saying like. The guy behind the plate should have been Gary because I think that that's just a team up that makes more sense. I think this is where we start to talk about the analytics thing and like they might they might have seen something in the data that was like, oh, we should put in um, this other catcher and not the tried and true. And you know, your your announcers over in New York would say, just freaking put in Gary Sanchez and call it a day. Like this is the obvious move. Just please do it. Um, I mean, but. here's the thing. Because of his offensive struggles, I don't think it's necessarily the obvious move at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And there is, I think there's good arguments for using Higashioka there. But, uh, and yeah, and most of the things it kind of goes down to his bat. But really, like, I think Gary does call good games. And I would be, I would have been curious to see to see how that pans out. But I think they're going to win, not going to tonight. And then, yeah, it's just going to be like, can Cole do it? And if Cole can do it, then... Yeah, then it's uh, then it's then it's reset time, and hopefully the Yankees are fucking done being cute. And when I say well, done being cute, I mean Cole game one, Tanaka game two, which allows Cole game six, and God or Tanaka in Tanaka game seven in the ALCS. Right. It's just like no more fucking cuteness. Play your studs. <laughs> Play your bracket your seven game series with your studs. Do it. Right. Well, I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but. You know, Higashioka was really, really effective on the offensive end. Yeah. Uh, for the Yankees with his zero hits and zero walks. So. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Although, again, I am a fan of Higgy. For, it's like, a, in addition to, you know, being a good player, he's also a fun dude. He is a, he's a guitarist. He is an Iron Maiden fan who has Iron Maiden socks. Oh, okay. All right. Now I see where your love is. Uh, now I see where your empathy there, is coming there, from. There is oh, also right. a, a very funny uh, article, which was just, like, was profiling him a few years ago. And Higashioka, whose grandfather's Japanese, he grew up in California, uh, was talking about how he's like trying to learn some Japanese to uh, communicate better with Masahiro Tanaka, and Masu was asked like, "How how is this Japanese?" And he did a very polite. It, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> is, are... <laughs> is there any idea as to when our next podcast? Let's assume that the Yankees bring it back and advance. Is there any sort of timetable for when the next start is going to be i would imagine i think the lcs starts monday next week so i would imagine that would tuesday wednesday tuesday wednesday oh wait no it's uh so wait sunday no i think it actually starts on supposed to start on sunday holy wait, cow no, does it that can't be right holy god no way 
That can't be right. That would be insane. That would basically mean that you just that you uh that you can't pitch Cole game one. That's what this is saying. I don't know if it's accurate. That's what this is saying though. Well, game one of is on if Sunday. If that's the case, we're probably seeing it Monday because then Tanaka would be the only motherfucker right. rested <laughs> for <Right>. game one. <laughs> be like, okay. Holy cow, what a gauntlet, huh? Yes. This is why whoever wins the World Series, as we said, it's going to matter. Um, you're not going to... This is... I would argue this is a lot harder than normal. Uh, period. So... You know, uh, it's going to be a doozy, and it's going to be a really interesting interesting game tonight. Uh, and yeah, we'll go from there. Great. Anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, you know, I mean, Astros Athletics is interesting right now. It's 2-0, you know, we also have Padres Dodgers, Dodgers leading 2-0. Uh, the Braves have, uh, have swept the Marlins. 3-0, so they are the first team we know that's going to be in uh, in a championship series. So the yeah, end- the Astros, you might have said this, but the Astros are up right now by three runs as well, so there's a very good chance, it's the bottom of the sixth, there's a very good chance that they could also win their series tonight. Fuck, I would hate, I'll tell you actually, so the most boring version of, uh, wait, no, no, that's, that's so the most boring the most boring World Series may oh, possibility may be uh, what was it? It was um, the one that we picked, or the yeah, or yeah. The, the, sorry, it? the most boring World Series possibility might be Tampa, would be Tampa Bay and the Braves. Right. But uh, I've got to say that, like, uh, just like what would be wretched. In terms of just like who the fuck I'm rooting for would be the Astros Braves because I don't want to fucking right. have to root for the Braves, but like <laughs> the Astros, it's just like no, no. Right. So yes, Tampa Bay Astro, Ta- Tampa Bay Braves would be the Braves would be the most boring, but Astros Braves would be just the most. It's like I, mean, I guess I'm rooting for the Braves now, but geez, I don't want to have to do that. Um, please, Dodgers, crush them. Or Padres, crush them. Either of the two of you, I'm perfectly happy to see on representing the National League set, league side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, but yeah, no. So I, mean, I guess we're we're just gonna see where at least hopefully uh, next week we have uh, we have a podcast where we break in, where we're breaking down another start. If and and if we aren't, maybe we should do something like a season post mortem or some sort of. Some sort of bookend to the 2020 season well, we, together. Well, when we know what happens with Tanaka, we certainly do have a cast yeah, about yeah. that. But uh, we should definitely at least have a bookend. Um, so we'll figure out that going forward. But hopefully, hopefully the the end of this still is uh, Tank closing come. out a World Series and like holding up his trophy. That's right. And I then, can see it in my mind. I can see it in my mind. I would. Uh, but I'll also say, I guess one last other thing is, stuff is that, you know, Aaron Judge has been kind of the face of the Yankees since Derek Jeter's been out there. Oh, has been around. And, you know, Gary Sanchez has also been another key face. But when people think about this era, uh, I really, and I don't just think of this as a Tanaka stand because, you know, you still you see a lot of, you see a lot of love for him on Yankees Twitter and the Yankees fandom. And he's just also been an omnipresent part of your life as a Yankees man. I mean, seven years is a long time, 
And he's barely been an era-defining pers- player in this era. Like Tanaka started in Jeter's final season. Yeah. Um. And uh, and yeah, he's he's been uh he's been in group and uh you know he's just been this constant force. He's always he's always been there. And uh, you know one can only ho- as as I said before, you know seven more years, baby, seven more years. Seven more years. Well, we will see. We'll see what happens tonight and the rest of the series. We'll see when we're talking to each other again about all of this, and we'll see what Tanaka's fate is coming soon. Uh, where can you find us? You can find us on spoilermedia.net slash TanakaCast. You can also find us on many popular podcast platforms. It's a lot of Ps. Such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, if it's still a thing. It'll be there. If not, it won't be there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Great. Vera, thank you as always for joining me on this lovely adventure Mm -hmm. through the world of baseball, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Talk to you later, brother.